now it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. That's how we start our Tuesday afternoon. It's health and well-being. Peter Mullen is here. G'day. Good afternoon, Mark. Look, a, a big show today. You have got uh, a topic, um, acne. What are we talking about there today? Well, it's one of those things, like, it, it's a big issue, particularly for teenagers, but I see patients in their 50s that still are having trouble with acne. So it is across the, across the board. So I thought we'd have a look at some of the causes, but more importantly, what you can do and get great results with naturally. Let's start off with the obvious question. What exactly is acne? How does it, how does it get there? Well, look, it's one of those things that does tend to run in families a bit. It's particularly the really bad, what we call cystic acne. So if you're a little kid, look at mum and dad and think, oh, great, this is all I've got to look forward to. If mum and dad had bad skin, then there's a greater chance of that really bad type of skin. Like There's all all sorts of grades of acne and and pimples sort of come into that a little bit as well. But um, as I was saying before, there's some great natural ways of doing it. So... Um, so it's a common, a common inflammatory skin condition which is caused by hair follicles becoming plugged with oil or sebum and dead skin cells. So that's the first thing that happens. And really severe acne sufferers often have a problem with producing too much sebum. So they produce too much of this oil anyway. And interestingly, I find it interesting, a lot of kids that have um, acne issues also tend to be um, quite waxy as well they produce a lot of earwax the two tend to go hand in hand it's a similar sort of secretion so what happens is the the hair follicles become plugged up with oil and dead skin and then we've got um, a microbiome or a balance of bacteria that live on our skin you know there's more more people on one square more bugs on one square inch of your skin than what there are people on the planet that's amazing it's amazing isn't that yeah so um yeah, so what then you get the so you get the, the, the pores clogging up and with the oil and the dead skin cells. Then the bacteria think this is a great food source. We'll get in here and have a little bit of party and then they sort of breed and multiply. That causes more inflammation and eventually the immune system gets involved and turns it into a like a cyst or a mm-hmm. um a pimple. So what's interestingly it can affect all ages from adolescence to adults but again certain um skin types or certain familial certain people will be more prone than others um and one of the reasons why and this is this works in our favor and against us our skin is basically our largest and fastest growing organ so skin cells turn over every six weeks so the skin's growing all the time um when there's an imbalance or dysfunction in the body this is can be reflected on the skin so um, acne can get really bad really quickly, but it can also get really good really quickly as well with given the right changes. So it's in our favour. Um, the conventional medical treatment for acne, um, things like um, often the pill for women is the first place that um, GPs will start. Um, sometimes antibiotics, and a lot of my older patients, I had a fellow in recently, was 50, and he's been prescribed a low-dose antibiotic every day to try and get his cystic, like his acne under control. Um, there's topical creams, and I'll talk a bit about that in, in when we get to... One of the interesting things from a, a natural medicine point of view, where drugs have been beneficial in some respects is if a drug works well for a condition, you can sort of look at that and say, okay, well, how did that work? Why did that work? What have we got naturally that's going to do the, going to do the same thing? So once you find something that works, it can sort of give us a backhand... Um, a good place to start. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And I'll talk about that when we get to topical creams. Um, and then Roaccutane. So Roaccutane is like the last 
last um, ditch effort um, by GPs or skin specialists, and it's a vitamin A derivative. Derivative. What it does, it really dries up that sebum production. So kids on Roaccutane often will get dry, dry lips, dry skin because it really, really stops that sebum production. So by stopping the sebum production. Um, they're going to be more sun sensitive so they can't go out in the sun as much but it breaks the cycle of um, the sebum building up and then the bacteria feeding on that and getting carried away Um, the problem with a lot of these treatments is they're only really masking the symptoms and there can be a lot of side effects as well Um, and then from a naturopathic point of view what we do is sort of step back from that a little bit and, and look at what we believe are more the underlying causes and focus on that that angle so as always when we have these chats um it's about looking at the course first and working forward from there yeah um let's just delve into just a couple of those now um first on your list is the gut skin connection so what is the connection there well look it's it's a little bit like um you know from a naturopathic point of view you know one of my talks wouldn't be complete if i didn't mention the gut at some point and, um, you know, gut wall inflammation, like we've got a, a microbiome or a balance of bugs lives in our gut. We've got a balance of bugs living on, on our skin. Both can be greatly affected by diet and lifestyle. Um, so if your gut's out of balance, if you've got an overgrowth of the wrong type of bacteria or yeast, um, that's going to reflect on your skin microbiome as well um, and contribute to um, gut inflammation but also skin inflammation as well. Um, poor diet, chronic stress, alcohol, antibiotic use. Um, taking antibiotics is also going to going to affect your skin microbiome as well. Um, and people research shows that people who experience gut symptoms such as bloating, constipation, reflux, bad breath are more likely to experience a skin condition such as acne. Um, so the solution there: heal the gut, restore the balance of the gut microbiome. Um, and then you're going to have healthier skin for starters. And I guess that's common sense. If you eat healthier, you know, you're going to have healthier skin, but um, getting the gut balance right just takes things to a bit of a deeper level. I guess that kind of does move us towards diet and food and some of those intolerances that some people have. Well, food and acne is always an interesting point because um, I don't think there's any actual research to show that if you cut out chocolate, your acne will get better, or if you cut out dairy, your acne will get better. And unfortunately, if there's no science or research to show that, then people aren't always keen to try it. And I always think it's worthwhile trying something, and if it works well for you, then it works well Mm. for you. So a lot of my clients that I've seen over the years with acne definitely do better cutting out dairy. Mm. Maybe it's the fat increases the sebum production. Maybe it's the milk protein that they're intolerant to. I believe that, you know, things like chocolate and sugar is going to feed any imbalance of bacteria anywhere in the body. So I'm still a bit of a fan of, you know, cutting out chocolate and sugar. And I know myself, if I have, you know, too much chocolate over the Easter period, I might get a couple of little pimples. I know it's not the same as acne, but Mm. sugar definitely affects me. Um, Other foods that can cause... um, Just had to get that one in with Easter kind of around the corner. (laughs) Well, we might do some healthy swaps for Easter, Mark. Yeah we could do that (laughs) so um getting a test for food intolerances Mm -hmm. as well food intolerances um can affect us in lots of different ways and you know the skin is going to be affected you know with things like dermatitis but also acne as well um it's pretty easy to get a a blood test done to see what foods you're intolerant to and that can make things a lot easier and then you know swapping swapping things out so avoiding sugar 
Um, it's also definitely a culprit. It spikes insulin, results in increased sebum production and inflammation. Um, but swapping things out, swapping dairy out, maybe trying almond or you know a coconut milk or something like that. So if if anyone's out there and they've got acne or their kids have got acne, I'd definitely take them off dairy, sugar, and then try and swapping them out for healthier things like almond milk or rice milk and um, getting away from the processed food. So again, the same way we treat the skin is the same way we treat the gut. Get back to as a healthy, healthy whole food diet as possible. This time we'll take a look at uh, detoxification and elimination pathways. The skin, as as I was saying before, is one of our or is our largest organ, and we lose we lose we get rid of a lot of gases and acids through our skin. So our skin's a pretty major detox organ through as well. our skin. Yeah. Not yeah. just at the, the bot- top and bottom end, but through the skin as through well. Through the skin. I've yeah. learned something today. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, the skin is pretty amazing. So from a detox point of view, um, diet and lifestyle can lead to things like a sluggish uh, liver and um, bowel. Um, so even things like not going to the toilet properly is going to affect the quality of your skin. If detox elimination is impaired, toxins accumulate, they're going to show up in the skin. So drinking your two litres of water, filtered water a day. Everyone knows for have, to have healthy skin, you've got to have healthy, hydrated skin. Make sure you're getting the bowel working really well. Have you ever used um, psyllium husks before? I love it. Yeah, you put it in put it in drink, absolutely. Yeah, it works so well. You didn't think that was coming, did you? <laughs> I didn't think that was coming. <laughs> I didn't think you'd say you love it, but... Um, I like... Well, you put it in the... Yeah. You put in... So I put in some juice when I have it. Yeah. And then sort of stir it, and then you sort of get a spoon and sort of... It's almost like... Um, I don't know how you describe it, but you're sort of like a little snack. <laughs> well, I've never heard anyone describe it like that. Well, but psyllium, psyllium is, a, is an awesome fibre if you can tolerate it. And it's kind of like a big broom, so it sort of sweeps the bowel out. And us Westerners are woefully inadequate in our fibre uptake. Like, I think everyone, just talking about fibre for a minute, but I think everyone consciously needs to add extra fibre to their diet because even if your diet's high in vegetables and salad we're probably still not getting enough so so psyllium husk um freshly ground flax seeds um and you've got the benefit there of the um central fatty acids there as well which are good for the skin your fruit and vegetables that's where all your antioxidants and your minerals and your vitamins are as well um eating unprocessed organic foods to reduce the toxic load on your liver and include liver loving foods like um beetroot garlic cruciferous vegetables broccoli, kale, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, all of which help with detoxification. The, the next one is uh, something that uh, can be a little bit more tricky to navigate, uh, stress. Yeah, and, and interestingly, you know, any health condition, any, any area that's a bit of a, a weaker or more sensitive area in the body is going to be exacerbated, you know, through times of stress. And acne is the same as any other inflammatory condition. So chronic stress is also inflammatory. It spikes insulin and can wreak havoc on our hormones, resulting in hormonal breakouts. So um, a lot of people, a lot of kids particularly get acne, even some of the adults that I see, their acne will get worse around times of stress. With women, skin will often flare around their period if there's a hormonal component to it as well. So, um, yeah, so stress can be a really big factor. And we'll talk about hormones in a minute. So, you know, solution, implementing stress management techniques. Um, you know, for a lot of us, exercise is our natural de-stressor. You know, getting out, going for a walk every day. Um, there's guided meditations, uh, doing yoga. Um, actually, I did a yoga class this morning and it was a, a, hot, a hot power yoga. 
so you end up sweating like there's no tomorrow and um, I don't mind that once or twice a week because I think that's a really good detox opens up all your pores mm. and you don't look or smell very attractive at the end of it. But, but everybody else is the same. Everyone so else is the same. They're all in the same well, boat. Some people amazingly still look quite fresh. After. Oh, don't you hate I, those people? I do. I do. <laughs> so sweating is a really good detox, just talking about the skin. But, um, yeah, getting your stress under control. Um, yeah, so they're the two for that section. Next on our list is hormones. Some imbalances in hormones can uh, give us some dramas in that area. Yeah, just before we get to that, I just remembered it's my nephew's, um, my favourite nephew's birthday today. Hang on, favourite? If you, yeah. I really hope you've only got one. <laughs> I have only got one, yes. Then that's okay. <laughs> Proceed. So little Joseph, Joseph is um, 12 today. Joseph Roberti. So this might be a topic for him because he might be on the cusp of being into, you know, teenager and all that sort of stuff. And this yeah, is what I've got to look forward well, to. I will, I will be seeing him on the weekend, so I will have a talk to him about his skin for sure. Mm, Maybe not. When he's 12, we might be talking about other things more interesting. Okay, fair. We might be. But too. happy birthday, Joseph. I know you're probably at school, but... Anyway, Good it's out there. What about hormones? Uh, yeah, imbalance in our hormones can sometimes um, not necessarily cause acne, but definitely contribute to acne, um, especially if we're stressed and you know there's underlying inflammation in the body, if there's gut health as well. So, again, acne is a great example of how if there's a few of your systems that are overloaded or not working properly, it, it's going to come out in your weakest area. Um, as I was saying before, a lot of young girls with um, acne or pimples often are prescribed the pill, so which is a little bit heavy-handed, I think. How, how young are we talking there? Uh, 12, 14. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. really before we even know what their menstrual cycle is going to really, what sort of pattern we're going to see with that. So, yeah, I'm definitely a fan of trying everything natural first, obviously with women's, with young girls' hormones, but also with um, skin as well. Um so diet, lifestyle, herbs and supplements, there's a lot we can do to help balance hormones naturally. And you can also get a, a hormone panel test done to identify any underlying hormonal imbalances. So you're better off to go from that angle and fix the problem first. Uh, next on your list is the uh, lymphatic system. How yeah, does that play out here? Yeah, well, the lymphatic system is a system that plays a central role in the health of our skin, but uh, you know, in, in our whole health as well. So the lymphatic system is a system of vessels, tubes, it's a circulatory system very similar to our blood circulation that transports fluid around the body. So red blood cells travel around the body in arteries, the arteries turn into capillaries and then the capillaries are like soaker hoses so fluid and nutrients leaks across the wall of the capillaries into our tissue and then our cells pick up what they want from this fluid and they dump their waste into this fluid. So then we have this parallel system of circulation that sucks up all of that fluid cleanses it of viruses, bacteria, cancer cells, toxins by going through all our lymph glands and that clear fluid is dumped by, via the thoracic duct back into our bloodstream and then we get rid of any toxins or waste through our kidneys. That's pretty smart. So, yeah, lymphatic system um, and it picks up toxins and waste and you know helps the body get rid of toxins. So a lot of people that have skin problems also have a sluggish lymphatic system. So a sluggish lymphatic system means you're going to get more toxins and you're going to get more acne. So the ways to really um, help with your lymph system is, is daily exercise, simple as a 30-minute walk. The lymphatic system is powered by movement, so that's why we have to exercise every day. Um, dry body brushing 
can be quite good. Have you ever tried that before? <laughs> you know I haven't. How does that actually work, Peter? You just you just dry brush. So before mm. you have a shower in the morning, you get one of those coconut fibre loofery things on your hand mm-hmm. and you just lightly massage your whole body with it. Skin For it how long? Just five, you know, three, two, one minute. Five or two minutes or half an hour? Yeah, and then have a shower. <laughs> the other thing that's awesome for... Um, um, your lymphatic system is to finish your showers off with a cold shower. So you have a hot shower, a warm shower first, and then you finish off with a straight cold water. Well, just stand that there, really... just turn the hot off and just stand there under the cold. Yes, yes. Whew. Yeah, cold stress does awesome things for your stress coping and all sorts mm. of things, but it really gets your lymph system clearing those toxins. So, something more for January or February when the, the weather's <laughs> a little warmer. And, of course, you've also got making sure you get that two litres of uh, filtered water every day. Last but not least, uh, nutrient deficiencies. This can also play out in terms of acne. Oh, look, for sure, for sure. So things like um, my favourite supplement for acne is um, a vitamin C and zinc powder that we have. Zinc and vitamin C helps to dry up the cysts. So anyone that's got like the cystic sort of acne, vitamin C helps to dry that up. Vitamin C is amazing. And um, zinc helps to heal and repair. And they both help the immune system to fight infection. So... Um, probably my favourite combination is vitamin C and zinc. Um, and again, a lot of people are low in zinc. Um, essential fatty acids, although you've still got to be a little bit careful with this. You don't want to increase oil too much if it's going to push up their sebum production. Um, now, what I like to use or what I recommend a lot topically is some of the tea tree products. So, you know, I was talking before about um, we look at how other other medical treatments work and one of the creams works on drying up the oil and being antibacterial so obviously we don't want to use um you know a peroxide product with an antibiotic topically on our skin it's a bit harsh but some of the tea tree products around tea tree gels or tea tree washes particularly will have a similar sort of effect in trying to shift that sebum and gentle antibacterial properties as well. And it does dry your skin out a little bit, but we kind of want that a little bit as well. So vitamin C and zinc, um, some of the acne products. But again, you're better off to see someone and just see how sensitive your skin is going to be. Don't just go and try these holus bolus. Um, other herbs that I'll sometimes use are herbs like um, golden seal. is kind of my version of a na- natural antibiotic. It's good for any mucous membrane. So a lot of my 50-year-old people that are still getting pimples or acne, I'll put them onto golden seal for a couple of months and that makes a beautiful difference with breaking that cycle of infection. Um, other herbs to do with the lymphatic system. So, so again, it's a bit of a whole system approach. Mm. Echinacea I love. Um, one of my patients crushed raw garlic and put that on her face um, and she felt that really helped. But again, different, different people, different skin. But it's definitely something that you've got to find out what your underlying triggers are. And, you know, seeing a naturopath is a really good place to start if you need some help. Starting back with the cause and then, like yeah. you said, everyone's skin is a bit different. So uh, you'll fit into that, the hot parameter somewhere of what we've been talking about Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Find something that really works well for you. Peter, uh, thank you very much. Health and well-being, always a great chat. Next week, according to your notes, uh, menopause is the topic. Yes, next week, menopause and hormonal balance. And, you know, it's, it's something that 50% of the population is going to go through. Base roughly, so <laughs> roughly. rough numbers, yeah. And next rough week, numbers. and next week, a couple of dudes talking about menopause. That'll be great. Yeah, so come in with all your questions, Mark. 
I have none. <laughs> but uh, you may have. So next week, uh, Peter Mullen will be back with a little bit more health and well-being. Peter, have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Mark. 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.